Welcome to the beautiful city of Campbell River in our Modern Entrepreneur podcast series at the 50th Parallel. That's me. You've got questions, we've got experts. Let's find answers. Hello everyone and welcome to Modern Entrepreneur at the 50th Parallel. My name is Leah Knutson and I am with Campbell River Economic Development. We are here today with Natasha and Colin Garrity. They have just moved to Campbell River in July of 2021, and they're going to be chatting with me today about why they chose Campbell River to make it their home. Welcome, you two. How are you doing today? Hi, <laughs> good. doing good. Good. Thanks for having us on. Thank you for being here, and thank you for choosing Campbell River as a place to live. We're excited to have you here. So, Colin, let's start with you. Sure. What uh, what do you do for a living? What brought you here? Good question. Uh, so I work for Avalanche Canada. Um, we're uh, kind of a not-for-profit or registered charity. We're basically the the voice of public avalanche safety in, in Canada. And I work as an avalanche forecaster and as a field technician. Uh, and so what that means is when I'm forecasting, uh, I'm using information from various uh, sources about kind of conditions in the in the mountains and uh, in the weather to, to come up with an idea of what the avalanche conditions are going to be in the following few days. And then when I'm working as a field tech, I'll be that person going out into the mountains and taking observations. Um, determining whether or not the yesterday's forecast was right and helping the forecaster to make sure that tomorrow's is. So you're basically keeping all of us recreation junkies safe in the backcountry during the wintertime when there's like these crazy snowpacks and snow that just won't stop on this <laughs> island. Yeah, for sure. That's, uh, that's, that's um, as much as people uh, kind of engage with our products, that's like the, to, to the extent that they engage with us, this to the extent we can help them. And we for sure try to connect not only through like the website products and things like that, but also like in person, we'll do events on the island and we'll uh, touch base with people we meet out in the field and talk avalanches, talk safety and all those kinds of things. And yeah. And COVID definitely brought a lot more people out into the backcountry and skiing. Yeah. It uh, with everybody wanting to play in their backyard they literally are getting into it and deciding to get out there and definitely watching the avalanche forecasters taking the proper training that's definitely very very important um, I have a recreation background and uh, I play in the mountains in the backcountry quite a bit and you know everybody I talk to it's like do you have your course do you have your <laughs> information before you go out because you That's what we love safe. to hear. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that means we don't have to say it. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, no, the, the island community is actually super um, uh, impressive uh, backcountry enthusiasts. The access here on the island to, to getting into the alpine, into real good terrain is really challenging. And especially if you're trying to do it in Strathcona Park, it, it involves huge amounts of elevation gain. So really motivated group of people out here and there's pretty diverse community too you've got your snowshoers we've got hikers that hike in this in snowy conditions and backcountry skiers and snowboarders and snowmobilers as well and yeah they all interact with or not all but most of them interact with avalanche terrain uh, to one degree or another and and lots of them enjoy being out when there's lots of fresh snow and when avalanche conditions are active so yeah it definitely seems like a a worthwhile place for us to be and we kind of um, we took over from what used to be the Vancouver Island Avalanche Center Society it was a volunteer run society um, 
they they were, did an awesome job uh, forecasting here on the island. They were a little bit limited in resources, and they provided kind of a, a weekend forecast that didn't have like a daily update the way we're able to now. Uh, and so we've kind of stepped things up a little bit in the in the sense that we have we're out in the field almost daily, and we're um, producing for, uh, forecasts every day of the week, and we have a chance to update them every day if we're you know a little bit off and we need to tweak things. So, yeah, we uh, like to think that we've really stepped up the kind of the avalanche uh, forecasting and, and, uh, education kind of services here on the island. Mm -hmm. And do you find that with the trend and with COVID and more people moving to the island and getting into the backcountry that that was one of the decisions to step that up and start reporting on the island? Um, we see it everywhere. Uh, so almost all of our regions, there's, there's been, like you say, there has really been a massive influx of users, users into the, the backcountry and into avalanche terrain, into these different activities. It's tough for us to know really like, like hard numbers, but lots of anecdotal evidence, lots of, you know, packed trailheads and people with brand new gear and, and people taking courses that, that are wanting to approach the avalanche trains with a safe kind of mindset. Um, so yeah, we, we definitely see it anecdotally, a lot of, a lot of growth. And um, I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if people are choosing the island as, as uh, a place that we can get like a whole wide variety of, of recreation and people, I think the, the, what's, what's available in terms of like winter recreation, it's starting to become known what, what the island has. And it's pretty special. Like the mountains here are amazing. And as, as you mentioned, the snowpack can be really impressive too. Like I think April was like our snowiest days of the season <laughs> this year. We had like a meter every couple of days and yeah, it's a pretty extreme place in that sense. Yeah. And where else can you go backcountry touring mountain biking, storm surfing, and golfing all within the same week. Yeah, right. Sometimes the same day with multiple activities. Yeah, certainly not Revelstoke, where, where we came from previously. So it's it's pretty unique place, like being able to, you know, be up in the mountains and in a meter of snow and then come down into like a brilliant sunny sun, sunny day where people are hanging on patios. It's, <laughs> it's pretty surreal sometimes. It's, it's And it's really cool. Definitely. And Natasha, we were talking before we got on that you work remotely for a software company. Yeah, I'm a director of operations for a software company based in Vancouver. Um, we're uh, Our software is uh, part of the nutrition industry. So. Quite fitting yeah. to be able to come and work remotely in, you know, nutrition industry, but it also ties in with health and fitness and lifestyle, that Definitely. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And so working remotely, how do you find that? Do you find it a challenge or do you find it? Yeah, I find it, um, you know, it was challenging at first. Um, I've been working remotely for now eight years. So um, the beginning, it was uh, very different. I worked in healthcare previously. So it was, uh, you know, very rigid um, kind of uh, atmosphere and um you know, constant people, uh, and then being at home, it was really quiet and and uh, different pace. So it took some adjusting, but um, I really love it now. Yeah. So yeah. you guys mentioned that as well. You were in Revelstoke, or Colin, you were in Revelstoke six months of the year, mm -hmm. and you were also in Squamish. So I have to ask, when you were looking at all the communities that you could have moved to. Where did you go for the information and how did you narrow it down to Campbell River? Yeah, there, there was some really kind of tight um, criteria that we needed to meet in order to make it 
work wherever we had to move and uh, there weren't there wasn't a long list of places that would have worked for us and Campbell River had this perfect kind of um, kind of nexus point of uh, access for Natasha to be able to, to get to the the city when she needs to kind of check in with with her employer there uh, without having to like drive over Rogers Pass or drive the Coquihalla or hop on a plane or take a bus through those kinds of winter conditions that you know would keep us in Revelstoke um, so we needed that we needed to find a place or we hoped to find a place where I could continue working for Avalanche Canada and there's a few other places uh, other than Revelstoke where we operate uh, but these are places like the Yukon uh, the South Rockies the North Rockies uh, the far northwest kind of like Terrace and Smithers and I suppose we've got a bit of a presence in Newfoundland too, but that wasn't really on our list. <laughs> um, and so none of those other kind of where we have field teams, none of those really worked with Natasha's need to be able to access it. They're actually worse than in a lot of ways than, than Revelstoke was. Uh, Squamish was just plain unaffordable for us. We can, we can make that happen. And so it just seemed like this, this kind of spot that all these, these possibilities kind of came together and we didn't really know, um, with any certainty that there was going to be actually a Vancouver Island presence for Avalanche Canada, but it seemed worth the risk for us to, to, to make a, make a step. Cause we were kind of, we were ready to make a step. We, we, we wanted to move out of, you know, we were doing like a rental situation for, for many years and wanting to get into our own place. And we were able to do that here, which is like another thing that was going to be a lot really challenging in other places. Yeah. Um, and so like that affordability, the access to the city, the ability to get into the mountains, uh, they all kind of come together here. It's it's really, really helpful for us. Made, it made the decision kind of a, almost a, made the decision for us, I would say, in a lot of ways. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Housing was the, the main decision maker mm-hmm. for out here. Which is interesting because as a local islander, um, and you hear it all the time, housing is so unaffordable here. And everybody is talking about the housing prices and the housing increases but you guys are actually saying you know when you compare it to other places really yeah. it still is just, affordable just visit revelstoke and squamish and you'll, <laughs> you'll see pretty quickly how lucky we are here with the, the way things are I'm, of course you know i don't want to downplay how challenging it is getting for for locals to to find affordable housing and and for sure we see that even the the, the housing that we were able to to find you know it doesn't seem to exist anymore when we look around so we feel lucky really to be able to make it happen uh, but looking around like uh, in other places where I mean we chose a couple of the most expensive and highest demand in demand towns for, to to try to make a, a living out of so that certainly didn't help us but uh, you know uh, we were able to, to overcome that really easily by coming here mm-hmm. so Campbell River is like a hidden gem for the outdoor recreation world I would say so yeah yeah yeah, yeah one thing I like about it here is it's it's it is kind of um it's a bit of a like uh maybe maybe not undiscovered but it's 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 not the same feel as you've got in in revelstoke or squamish when you're walking down the streets and saying winter winter in revelstoke all you see is like a sea of gore-tex and (laughs) people in with their fancy coffees and pastries and things like that and like just like there's a a real like kind of like lifestyle kind of like set that are kind of moved in and i'm sure it has a lot to do with the way real estate has gone in in those places and what i really like about campbell is it's it's a kind of quieter and it's you're just as likely to talk to somebody about how the fishing is or what the weather's like than you are to talk about their big ski project or mountain biking project that they're working on so it's, it's kind of like uh blessed with like a kind of like this kind of 
more blue collar working class feel that's uh, easy to kind of like get to know people and people mm -hmm. are really friendly and uh, it's not maybe as as alienating as you find in some places where it's, you know, like uh, really big wealth disparity or, or folks that just live in the town because it's like a, a holiday home for them or something like that. It feels much more community oriented here, which we really like. Yeah, the community has been extremely welcoming. We've made so many friends here, oh, yeah. um, you know, compared to the other communities that we have been in. We're, you know, here we've just managed to fall in with such a kind crowd and even just people that, that are on the trails, they're always so chatty and so kind. And um, We came here thinking we were the chatty ones. <laughs> Campbell River true. quickly proved us wrong. Yeah, in Squamish I was always the chatty one and sometimes uh, it wasn't well received. I mean, not always, sometimes, yeah. but here I was just shocked. Everybody wanted to talk to me before I struck up a conversation with them <laughs> first. And it was refreshing, you know, it's really nice. Yeah, yeah, so hopefully we can hold on to that. Like if we see Campbell River grow the same way we have these other communities, that we can hold on to that. that ideally, we can hold on to that kind of community feeling um, that we've got here. It's pretty special. Yes, definitely. So, Natasha, when you are working remotely, and you are having to access Vancouver, how do you find that process? Like if other people are thinking about coming and moving to Campbell River, what would you say about that that commute? For sure. Um, fortunately, I haven't made the commute too many times, but when I have, it's been very simple. You know, um, sometimes I'll fly um, from the Campbell River Airport to downtown Vancouver. Um, and sorry, not downtown Vancouver, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then, or I take the ferry, which is generally seamless. Um, and it's all very easy uh, compared to, you know, what I was doing before, where I would try to, you know, get from Squamish to downtown Vancouver, then hop on Greyhound or E-Rider or something like this to try, yeah, try to get. These, some of these things don't even exist anymore. Yeah. And, and I, it was like, it was a nightmare. Like you, it was like 2, 3 a.m. arrivals in, in Revelstoke yeah. when I've got to work the next day. I've got to go. Oh, wow. Yeah, mm -hmm. was, in the middle of the night, just standing yeah. on the curb at a gas station and in, in the middle even, of winter, you know. Anymore. No. <laughs> yeah, so I'm finding it, um, you know, just more reliable. The infrastructure is there where I'm not worried, you know, that if my employer needs me tomorrow, uh, I can still be there by 11 o'clock in the morning. You know, I, I can, yeah, I can make it happen for him. And, uh, and that was really important to me. And uh, although my job is 99% remote, there's still certain things that, you know, the, the products can change, the business model can change, all these things can change. And, and uh, at any time I could, you know, need to be back and forth it more often. And so it was so important that I had that access through flying it or ferries. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, we YBL um, here in Campbell River is a great little airport, super fast to get in and out of. And, you know, security is a breeze. Whereas I went down to Victoria to fly out and it was 45 minutes waiting in a line to get through security. Um, so yeah, it's definitely nice here. It's like, you know, maybe 10 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> it's, you know, 10 minute drive to the terminal and then such lovely staff and super mellow and and then you're you know in downtown in no time at all so yeah. it's excellent perfect and one of the other things i was going to mention you had mentioned you know some of these other communities where people are 
migrating to enjoy the amenities like the mountains and the ocean you mentioned the good coffee and bakeries and pastry mm-hmm. and i just want to say that campbell river oh yeah also has some up for amazing sure. places yeah. we just had on july 1st a brand new bakery open up a croissant shop and we know it already. The croissant, <laughs> the croissant yeah. story. Yeah, it's we're great. We're yeah. visiting often. <laughs> yes. So um, they are entrepreneurs that came from Hungary and oh. uh, the city. They came through the provincial nominee program, the immigrant entrepreneurship program. So oh, wow. I interviewed them and saw their business plan and they've come through and now set up and uh yeah, so we've got we've got the coffee, and then there's Stonehouse tea. You remind me to check their coffee out because their croissants are amazing. Oh. I haven't tried the coffee yet, and they've got a big espresso machine there, so I bet the coffee is. When I was in Belgium, I discovered lattes. I didn't like coffee before I went and traveled to Europe. I found it too bitter and whatever else. Um, and since then, I drink coffee, but I always have to have like sugar or something in it. And I went there, and they gave me a latte, and I was like. <gasps> I'm in Belgium again. <laughs> I don't need sugar in my latte. Amazing. I don't know what they do, but it is great. And then we've got Beach Fire and Sessions, mm-hmm. Key West, which is right on the ocean, Dockside Fish and Chips, which mm-hmm. if you haven't tried them, they've got the oh, yeah. salmon um, fish and chips. Which, oh, I haven't tried that. Yes, they are so good. And they do gluten-free stuff, so which is really nice. So amazing, amazing shops and really good shopping downtown as well for clothing and stuff. So, I mean, yeah. you kind of have it all here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's some great stuff. Like we like Perks Donuts a lot. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Fratelli's Pizza is pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. So what we're going to do now is we are going to go into the rapid fire round where we ask some quick questions and you give quick answers. We do it for every guest. Okay, you guys ready? Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for rapid fire. Okay, so Natasha, what was your first job? I worked at a greenhouse. At a greenhouse. And Colin? (laughs) Um, I was a student page at the Milner Library in Edmonton. Oh. So it's kind of like a librarian, just putting away books, though. (laughs) (laughs) A fancy word for putting away books. Um, (laughs) If you were not doing your current job, what would you be doing? Ooh. That's really tough. Um, I know what you'd be doing. I'd just be out in the forest. Yeah. Not not working at all. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. Maybe parlay that those photography skills into some photography work yeah, or something. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and how about you, Colin, if you weren't reading Avalanche forecasts? Oh, um, I would probably be kind of leaning on my, my guiding certification. I do a bit of guiding, too, so I'd probably be doing a lot more guiding. And then I, I play music, too, so maybe if I could not work, I would just be working on music. I'd just say and a, some skiing, a dog skiing dad. Or a dog dad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Great too. Nice. Yeah. What kind of dog? We love here in economic development. We don't have we a dog now. Oh. We, we're looking at getting a dog. Oh. It's been in quite a few years, but and we're not quite set up yet, but we're definitely thinking We do it. love a, a wirehead pointing griffin. They're yeah. Excellent. <laughs> nice. So if anybody out there has one of those, <laughs> we'll dog sit. <laughs> they will dog sit. Um, what is your connection to Campbell River? Our connection to Campbell River, I would say, uh, or mine would be, um, I think, the that 
that feeling of the, like that West Coast lifestyle, something that we really um, grew into when we lived in Squamish and in North Vancouver for those years. And here it just seems like we're in that same thing and it's just elevated. It's, it's getting even, it's even more focused in that area. It's, it's awesome. I'd second that. Yeah. <laughs> and finish this sentence. A modern entrepreneur is... Oh, a modern entrepreneur is um, thinking of future opportunities, looking at how cities are changing and growing and how uh, working class people are under all kinds of different pressures these days and trying to find ways to make it so that those that people can can make it in the the challenging world that we're we're living in right now so kind of somebody who's thinking about the big picture Mm -hmm. and what is something no entrepreneur should be without amazing support staff (laughs) like natasha nice one nice one Well, thank you so much, you two. It was a pleasure chatting with you, and I look forward to seeing you out in the wilderness and in the backcountry. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for having us on. It was our pleasure, and come to Campbell River. It's great. We love it here. We do love it. (laughs) (laughs) Need more people. (laughs) Thanks for joining us on the Modern Entrepreneur podcast series. For more information and to hear more, visit campbellriver.ca.